Hello. Today's podcast is going to be different because I am not going to be interviewing anybody. I am just going to be sharing um, something that's been on me for several months. And this is going to be the season finale. Uh, And it's also the last day of the year. Um, it's actually only a couple of hours from midnight (laughs) and I wanted to get this recorded before, um, the new year began. And I've known for several months, um, well, maybe actually only a month that this was going to be on the topic of spiritual death. Um, I don't know uh, how many times uh, that's come up in the last several months uh, that that there are places in Scripture where it talks about dying or death, and it may not be referring to a physical death uh, like like it's been interpreted, you know, for the masses. I'm not saying that some individuals don't haven't been shown something different but um i definitely think that there is a difference between uh physical death and spiritual death and it's much more terrible to to have um our spirits die than our physical bodies even though it it seems that physical death is worse Um, I want to start out by sharing a dream that I had back in, um, the day before my birthday, actually, and, um, the day before we had a very large branch of our tree fall onto the ground, and for no outward reason it would seem there was no storm no big gust of wind the weather was absolutely beautiful that day and for whatever reason the branch fell now we had had a a sort of a swing tied to it um it was like a disc swing and people it wasn't used often um but my oldest son was on there a fair amount uh at least one day and so maybe that had something to do with it, but he hadn't been on there for a while and, and, and it wasn't, you know, it didn't happen like the day before anything. It was just, um, a strange thing to wake up to that morning, um, with that big branch being on the, it was the biggest branch on the tree. Um, so the dream that I had was as soon as I fell asleep, one minute, everything was fine. Uh, Then I was at my front door outside and facing toward the cul-de-sac. We live on a cul-de-sac. And my husband, Brian, was opposite me. And he is trying to show me and tell me that there's a terrible storm upon us. I maybe didn't believe the severity at first. And he said, um... Rachel bathed here. I turned around and I could see how bad it was and the intensity of it made it hard for me to move.
I know that later that day, um, there was an understanding that um, the Lord was wanting me to be able to have peace despite the storm. And uh, it was being made known that I lacked that. And I can say over the past several months, um, there has been a pretty big quieting down of myself um, because of things that have that have gone on in my in my life and Then on the 23rd, which would have been about a week later, and this is in the month of September, I was uh, falling asleep, dozing off, and I heard, in the spirit, I heard some guy yelling about something about how I didn't know the severity. Um, And the reason why I've connected those two things is because God has shown me before that he uses the same words to connect things uh, that flow together. And in that dream, I didn't know the severity. Um, didn't seem to understand the severity of the storm. And so now I was, I was hearing it in the spirit as well. I've written down some notes, um, but I don't have very many and I'm kind of just going to be going flying by the seat of my pants. Um, I remember one time many, many, many years ago, I, um, was captivated by, um, talk of end times and, um, the end of the world and, um, it wasn't too many years, uh, past post 2000 when I think the movie Armageddon came out and deep impact. And there was a lot of talk, um, about, you know, the end times and, um, sort of this, at least in my sphere, this underlying, I don't know how to describe it, just a heaviness uh, in the atmosphere. And it was like it was looming, like this this day of doom um, was looming and coming for us. And sometimes it would be stronger than others, but it was always there for me. And I would talk to other people who were, you know, in my age range and they were not experiencing that at all. It was only me. Um, I'm not saying it was only me in the world. Just, it was just me in my sphere. I was, uh, there were other people, um, you know, cause I was reading things uh, on the internet and the internet was just becoming really big at that point. And I was reading things on the internet and watching videos I think YouTube was just coming into its own at that point, and um, there was no end to 
the content that could be watched on um, what was going to happen to our country, what was going, what the government was going to do uh, secretly. Um, there were pictures, there were maps, there were contracts about how we were going to um, be uh, like that we were going to be um, it was going to be it was going to happen you know like through man's will that there was going to be an earthquake on the new madrid fault line and it was going to split the country in half and um again there were there were maps there were pictures um i i just remember being like low-key petrified uh all the time um there were people that were saying that Walmart had, um, you know, uh, earned, I don't even know what the right word is. They had contracted, uh, with whomever the government, I guess. Um, and they were going to feed us all rations and they were taking, um, there was people that had videos showing the, the grave, um, the coffins, the plastic coffins that were being taken, uh, through the country. Um, Jesse Ventura, I think is who it was that was following, um, some caravan of, of plastic coffins. And, um, I just remember all of this seemed so real to me at the time. I, uh, was very scared and, um, I had heard of people taking off and going to the country and, um, building a 10 foot stone wall, you know, up so that people couldn't mess with them or digging some kind of underground shelter. Uh, I think this was kind of when, uh, prepping and, um, getting off the grid started to become really popular. People were trying to figure out how to, um, how to have electricity or power without, um, electricity and, how to have running water. Uh, so many of these, um, these abilities have been lost through time. And I know I was very gung ho at the time I was going to get a wood boiling furnace and, um, you know, do everything that I could to, um, to avoid, uh, <laughs> catastrophe and um that i that seemed to be again looming like again a doomsday and um nothing happened and i don't mean nothing happened as in like nothing happened i mean life went on and things happened and um it, you know good things bad things uh but not what I had thought and was uh, borderline obsessed with. And that didn't happen. And um, even, and that this was 20 years ago. And then even 10 years later, it all kind of got brought back up again uh, into sort of a frenzy with the 2012 Mayan uh calendar was going to end and 
Um, I remember thinking, you know, I could, I was, wasn't even hardly barely able to see anything on the news because the amount of anxiety that I felt about, um, an asteroid, seeing an asteroid coming, hurling through space at me, like what is depicted in, uh, deep impact. seemed like a very uh, real possibility but that didn't happen either and at some point in the the years to follow um i know i was praying one day and i heard um in the spirit like why was i focused on death I'd never really thought of it that way. Um, trying to read and um, stay up on all the news. Uh, I basically was addicted to bad news because I thought if I knew everything I could um, ahead of time, uh, then I could be ahead of future problems. What I didn't understand and I'm certainly not saying I fully arrived but something that has been um, very much brought to my attention in the last few months is that problems physical problems grow my spirit Um, but also in the same breath I'm going to say that knowing everyone's bad news um, takes away the joy that I could have had today worrying about, you know, what could happen tomorrow or, uh, what's, what's on the home front for, uh, a country that's on the opposite side of the world that, that I can't do anything about. Um, and I'm not saying that it is, um, bad to, you know, watch news or to, to hear, Um, you know, about things that are happening in other parts of the world. But I know all too well that for some, it can become, uh, you know, in the beginning, a hobby, and then it grows into an interest, and then it moves on to an obsession. And it can, can, it can be all consuming. Um, You can feel so much fear and worry that it's just so very difficult to to find any joy in the day because um, the content that's being consumed isn't uh, promoting anything uh, d- joyful. It's it's all just bad news. Um, and like I said, for some of it is is things that's that's happening around uh, my environment, but. A lot of it was not. Um, It was not things that were going to happen. Um, It was just theories that people had. Um, Or maybe those things happened in a way um, that was interpreted one way, but it, you know, really went down a different way. Um, I don't know. But what I do know is that things did not happen exactly the way that I believed that they were going to happen. And 
The only thing I can compare that to is when I was first married, um, we had a series of like three Fridays in a row where we were under a, a pretty big tornado watch. It was quite bizarre. I've never been through anything before it or since like it. Uh, but it seemed like every weekend we were in the closet because um, that's where we have to go when there's a storm. We have a, a closet under our stairs and it's the most inner place in the, in the house that's the safest. And one particular weekend, I was just carrying on. I was carrying my, my oldest son, who was a, a small child at the time, and carrying a video camera in case we, you know, needed to <clears throat> have pictures or video for insurance. And um, I was frantic. Uh, I think on the news they were saying, um, you know, that it was uh, close and I think there was even another weekend where we were listening to the weather play by play and they were saying it was right down the road. And, um, you know, between all these storms, uh, I was a mess and not one of them hit us, not one. And so all that anxiety and all that energy was expended basically for nothing. And I'm not saying oh, we should just not be prepared or have a plan for things. But sometimes I think we can be over-prepared, over-planned, planned for things that don't happen or don't happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. Um, and that has robbed so much of the joy that I have, uh, that I could have had uh, all those days that I spent in that kind of worry and despair and anxiety. And living day after day after day in worry and despair and hopelessness, there are other things that come into play that, that uh, the person experiencing that uses to cope, like cynicism. You, you don't, have any real reason to have any joy so you experience the this kind of perverted um happiness through making fun of whatever is currently going on um i think a lot of uh late night tv uh capitalizes on that uh, i think there's a lot of things that capitalize on that. And I think there's a lot of people who accept it as uh, a, a, a twisted form of joy. And I know that I have been one of those people f for a lot of years who has, um, you know, enjoyed sarcasm and cynicism as a way to feel good in, in a, in a place that doesn't feel good at all. Um, but like the difference between lust and love, I think there is a difference between, you know, uh, being cynical and being hopeful. And I used to think that anybody who had any real hope would just had not experience the other shoe uh, dropping yet. But I, 
I no longer believe that at all. And that's a really actual sad um, outlook on life. There are many, many good things that happen every day to everyone all over. Um, is the focus on that, on those things? Uh, no, not in general. Certainly there are people and, and places that do focus on those things, but in general, no, I do not believe, uh, good news is the, um, the focus, but, uh, it should be. <laughs> and, um, I think to, if the focus is, is on bad news, I think it can be a sign of a spirit that's dying. And this is bad. This is bad news. Um, because without hope, hate grows and gets bigger and bigger. And, um, I was thinking about, um, you know, what is it that Jesus, what do we need him to, to, you know, I mean, ever we're always thinking about Jesus paid for our freedom. He bought our freedom, but freedom, freedom from what? Freedom to do what? And I know that there are lots of interpretations um, and lots of things that I've heard. And one of the most popular things that I've heard is, you know, like the freedom to not sin. Um, but I, I'm going to, and, and I'm sure that I'm not the first person to posit this, but I think that one of the, th one of the traps that Jesus, uh, Jesus's blood has paid for us, uh, from is the trap of hatefulness. Uh, there are some, some things, including hatefulness, like resentment and jealousy, um, that in a twisted way, like cynicism, they feel kind of good uh, when we're experiencing them. They feel good enough, in fact, that we really don't want to let them go, um, even though they're bad for us. Um, they kill. Um, they kill the very essence of who we are, which is our spirit. And it's not what God ha would have for us, but he lets us choose. And I can only speak for myself, but I have definitely chosen hate, to feel hate, to hate others. Um, I have chosen that before. I have chosen uh, to be bitter um, towards others and towards my situations um, in life. I have chosen resentment. Um, I have chosen these things of my own will. Now that I can look back and see, um, I can see that I, I willingly chose those things. And again, the reason is because I, at one time, genuinely did not believe that there was any hope to be had. I just thought the other shoe hadn't fallen yet. Um, but Jesus claims, um, about uh, eternal life and uh, what we have to look forward to are a very big deal. And I don't think that 
at least in my experience, it has not been focused on very much. And understandably so. Uh, we live here in this physical plane uh, dimension, and this is what we have right now. And it's very difficult to to think about, to plan for, to prepare for um, a future place that we don't really understand or really know about. But I do think God is bringing those that place uh, into a clearer picture for us through uh, through His body, um, through His bride, and the spiritual kingdom is. Um, the place that we all are going to. And um, my belief, and this isn't something that, um, you know, everybody needs to subscribe to, uh, certainly not anything that I can fully prove, but um, is that all are going, you know, once we leave our physical bodies, we are all going to go on into the spiritual experience, whatever, you know, call that heaven, call it hell. Um, there's lots of um, different ways people uh, think about it and have thought about it. Um, but what would, you know, uh, my experience be like if I were to just leave my body and uh, find myself, um, you know, in my real state, in my spiritual state. And I've thought a lot about this, um, again, over the last several months and years. But at this current point, I believe that um, my spirit would be um, everything that would exist uh, beyond my feelings, you know, once I was to shed this body, um, that has all the nerve endings and all the feelings in it where I can touch something and feel it. Um, and, and I mean, I, I'm not saying that in the spirit, we don't have new ways to perceive things or to experience things, but, um, somehow it's not going to be like this. So trying to imagine if I were able to shed my feelings, I would still be left with my emotions, um, which is more, it's hard. That's such a hard thing to nail down. What's the difference between an emotion and a feeling? You know, I can uh, put my finger on a hot stove and feel uh, burnt, but that burning goes away um, and I no longer feel that. Uh, but happiness, um, envy, resentment, these types of feelings are there. <laughs> they're a constant um, they're something that's with you and they don't really uh, go away with the passing of time you're going to feel some way resigned, hopeful um, something like that so, they're, so emotions are longer lasting or deep, deeper rooted um and feelings are something that are kind of um, passing, even if that's like excitement or um, surprise or, or whatever. But I think what my 
um, like my <clears throat> underlying spiritual, emotional place, um, I think that what forms that, what, what makes that, like here, what makes a house is brick or stone or plastic or wood um, or clay. And what forms the house that my spirit lives in is my thoughts and my beliefs and my emotions. And if those are in a general state of misery, I think my spiritual dwelling is probably in a miserable state. If those things are favorable, optimistic, hopeful, then my spiritual dwelling is probably hopeful and optimistic. It would be, I don't know uh, what the word is, but I, I've used the word stretch um, to think if I lived out my days here in a general state of misery and then in one minute I left my body and died physically and then I expected to, you know, transcend into the spiritual state and all of a sudden obtain this happiness. I know that there are <clears throat> lots of near-death experiences where people left their bodies and they um, do describe this amazing feeling of being loved. And, and maybe that is um, what we're all going to experience uh, when we leave uh, our bodies. Um, but I have considered that if I was in a general state of misery here, that when I leave, I might go on to stay in that state. Um, for instance, when I have been in the belief that nothing, nothing good really exists and happiness is really a lie and those types of things, I, you know, curled up with hatefulness and cynicism and I, um, in, in, in that model, in that belief model, the only way to, or the cer certain ways there, I mean, there are certain ways in that belief model and the belief model of hope and, <clears throat> and that, you know, good things are possible and that God does love us. Uh, but in the belief model that God doesn't love us and that it's a joke or God isn't real in that belief model, I was left with, um, you know, kind of like the rule of the street or the rule of the jungle, um, kind of kill or be killed, uh, kind of mentality. And, um, if that, if I, if I go, if I were to go to the end of my days thinking that that's the right way if that that that's you know that that's reality that that's all that there is i don't know how i could leave and then all of a sudden believe something different and i 
I sometimes wonder if that's why we get the experience, um, the opportunity to be here and to experience a place where we can do good or evil, uh, because then we have the ability to choose what do, what do I choose? What do you choose? What does anybody choose? Um, and why? Uh, God is, um, at the very least, a reasonable man. He created reason and logic. Um, and, you know, to be able to um, know that you're making the right decision is invaluable. And it's something that uh, every man's been endowed with. And I think that the experiences of each of our individual lives can lead us to believe certain things. And then you can have another set of circumstances befall you and you could have your eyes open to something different. Uh, That is what has happened to me. And I am definitely not going to choose hatefulness um, and despair and worry and doubt. And there are going to be difficult things, um, times that things don't go the way that I want them to. Um, And I no longer believe that that is a bad thing. Um, it doesn't feel good. It does feel bad, but it is not bad. Um, and like I said at the very beginning, I have not arrived, fully arrived, uh, but I am on the road towards fully arriving, um, to the place where I can say, um, or, you know, just be, be grateful for the hardships, um, because they do grow my spirit as opposed to, uh, killing it, like having things my way and having so much success and, having a world, I don't know, a worldly, um, abundance of success, I think absolutely would, um, be deadly to my spirit. Um, and it would definitely cause me to want to not leave this place and not be looking forward to another, um, another way of, uh, existing. This conversation has been so, it's not really a conversation, this talk, um, this sharing of my mind and my heart has been so different than, um, the other interviews. But, 
I know that a lot of what has to change for me is what I put in front of my eyes, uh, the content that I watch, um, the kind of media that I consume, and the kinds of words and beliefs that I subsequently speak to others about. Um, how do I speak to others? How do I um, interact? Am I sharing with others, you know, the bad news that I just um, consumed? And I want to go spread that around. Uh, and I definitely think we are coming into a time where there's going to be so much bad news. And it's going to be really, uh, it's going to take real intentionality on each individual's part to, um, to make an effort to not uh, consume uh, negativity to the point of despair. Because however much bad news that there is going on, there is good news um, out there as well. And again, we're, it's the good news may not be uh, as easy to access because it's not necessarily placed in front of us, but it is there. We have to maybe seek it out, but is that something I'm willing to do? Is that something um, that you're willing to do? Is it something that you want to do? Um, again, when I was in it, when I wanted to, uh, or when I was looking at all the bad news, I wanted, uh, I was genuinely shocked that there was so much bad news. I had no idea that, uh, you know, our foods were modified or businesses were, um, at times placing profit ahead of, uh, health and I, I know that sounds silly but I just I genuinely believed that people had other people's best interests at heart uh, especially if they were a company I I didn't think that they could um, you know I thought the government agencies regulated all of that I had no idea um, how things really worked and then I opened up all the cans of worms that there could have possibly been and I was forlorn, to say the least. And I know that that was 20 years ago. And today, I don't think you even have to go as far as I went to be forlorn. I think that people, there are people who uh, might be listening to this right now who feel in such despair. And I want to encourage you. I, I want you to hear me from the bottom of the pit uh, and say to you in the bottom of the pit that you can come up, you can get up out and, um, and not by your own bootstraps necessarily, but by God's spirit. Uh, he wants to um, give us um, hope and a future and Again, that may take some intentionality 
but you can do it. I can do it. Um, God would have us to do it. Uh, he wants us to be hopeful. There is much to be hopeful about. Uh, God is with us every day, whoever you are, even if you've never uh, declared God, even, even if you've never known Him. That does not matter. He knows you. Uh, he is no respecter of persons. He loves all of us. It does not matter what anyone believes. For anybody who is a parent, you love all of your children. You may not like what this one or that one does, but you love them, and you would give them all the same things. And how much better is God than a human? Far beyond what we can imagine, but he is at least, he at least can uh, bestow the goodness that a human can. And so he is for uh, you, he is for me, and I'll just end this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, I just pray that, well, first, I thank you. I thank you um, for whoever is listening to this. I thank you for um, all that you have uh, given and shown um, to me and to others. And I pray that for whoever is listening, that... Um, Lord, that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and wise and understanding hearts and that your perfect will would be done in all of our lives in the coming months, in the coming years, in your name, in, in Yeshua's name. And I don't know, Lord, what any, any of these people need. I don't even know what I need, but I know that you do. You do know all of our needs. And I pray that you would meet all of those needs. Needs, And I know that you will do and are able to do all of this and far more than I could even imagine. And I thank you in advance that you hear my prayer and that you uh, care about all these people listening. And it's in your name, Jesus Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Take care, friends.